0: We're going to go into the exciting topic of judgment. <laughs> um, I want to turn to um, Matthew chapter 24, uh, just for one verse of Scripture there in verse 21. because Matthew, of course, is the first one of the four gospel accounts. Thank you so much for playing for us uh, this morning, Brother Shields. Um, and we are continuing to pray for your health. Amen. Amen. Um, And so, Matthew chapter 21, excuse me, 24. Who would like to read verse 21? Matthew 24, verse 21, please. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. Thank you, brother. Now, that sounds at first glance rather scary, doesn't it? And when we look into the details, as we we plan to do uh, uh, moving forward, of these judgments and these tribulations that um, God says will come upon this earth, well-deserved, by the way, um, we see uh, that there will be that specific time period in God's plan for the ages, God's calendar of seven years, of tribulation, specifically the second half, the second three and a half years of that is called the Great Tribulation, uh, where we find um, up to 28 different judgments um, that are being described. And we read about that, of course, in Revelation chapter 6 to 19. We read about that in Matthew 24 and 25, Daniel chapter 9 the book of Ezekiel as well, uh, Jeremiah. uh, A lot of the prophets gave us some details about that. And we have to always keep in mind and always remember, as you study, especially the book of Daniel, or even um, uh, there in Matthew 24, when you look in Revelation, a lot of that is all centered around and in relation to the nation of Israel. Now, for just about 2,000 years, That seemed more fantastic than anything, uh, uh, like a fantasy, because there was no Israel. Uh, The Jewish people were scattered, dispersed all throughout the earth. And yet, God kept his promises, amen? Now, of course, um, uh, the land of Israel is still not under the control of the Lord Jesus Christ yet. But one day it will, amen? And God will do that miracle uh, of salvation, but in the meantime, there's some judgments. And um, I want us to uh, look at that, because when we uh, look at these judgments, we say, well, why is God so angry? Why is God so angry? And then we turn on the news, and within five minutes, we're angry. <laughs> and, you know, uh, we, we get uh, frustrated or, or um, uh, um uh, agitated, you know, about the uh, uh, about um, the 20 million children, um, if I remember that number correctly, that are being aborted, that are being murdered. We we get agitated about all the uh, uh, immorality, and wickedness. That becomes more, and more prevalent. We, we see innocent people being killed on the streets and in schools and churches and shopping malls. We see um, uh, the, uh, corrupt and greedy, sinful men taking advantage of one another. And we look at this and say, man, somebody got to sort out this mess. Somebody got to sort out this mess. And Jesus says, well, I will. <laughs> I will. Um, and so that's why it's very important we're on his side. Amen. And that is, of course, only by the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ. As we look at this, it is super important that we understand that nobody has to go through what God prophesied he will bring upon this earth. Everyone who will go through the tribulation basically chose to do so. All right? That is where we get to the old truth of John chapter 1. Whosoever received him to them gave he power to become the sons of God. But just a verse or two before that, it says that Christ came unto his own and they received him not. And so there's always been those that for some odd reason, well, the reason is pride, really, uh, and love of sin, rejected Jesus Christ. Matter of fact, we will see at the end of the tribulation, even after everything that God has brought upon this earth, they will still gnash with their teeth. And hatred against God and rebellion against Him. And such is the prideful nature of man. But you and I, who I trust are saved this morning, and it's so important to be sure that you're sure that you're saved, amen. Based upon what? Well, based upon the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross and his righteousness, amen. Because I ain't got none. <laughs> Not before God. That's where we turn to First Thessalonians chapter. One verse ten, first Thessalonians chapter one, verse ten, and this is uh, not really part of our overview of the twenty eight judgments that we want to give this morning we won 't go into too much explanation of each. we just want to give the whole list for you all right and you know I encourage you if you want to you can write those down uh, and um, uh, look up those verses um, as we uh, go along and um, study this out further in the next few lessons in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 10 this is the perspective that the believer in Jesus Christ has all right that's what you and I are looking forward to it says there and to wait for his son from heaven whom he raised from the dead even Jesus which delivered us from the wrath To come. So the wrath of the Lamb of God, that's in Revelation 6, verse 16 and 17, that is how the tribulation period is called the day of the wrath of the Lamb, which is Jesus. That is that wrath to come that is being described here. And you and I are saved out of that. Amen. Just as Peter in his epistles uses Lot as an explanation of that salvation and rapture out of the coming judgment. And so praise the Lord for that. In 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 9, the Bible says, God has not appointed us unto wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with Him. Now, If we do not have Jesus Christ as Savior in our heart this morning, we ought to be very concerned. This ought to trouble us, amen? That's the whole idea, because God says, I don't want you to go through this. Now, the wickedness of this world surely deserves everything that the righteous creator puts on it. But you and I can't have a way out of it. And um, Now, this doesn't mean that we're just, you know, Swinging in a hammock all day and just, you know, figuring, well, everything will work out just fine, hopefully, you know, no, 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 you know, we still ought to be prudent in the gospel of John. Jesus clearly says in this world, you shall have tribulation. All right. Now, that's not referring to the great tribulation period, but it is saying we'll still have trouble. There'll still be persecutions. There'll still be, uh, uh, you, you know, economy crashing and, and, and wars and uh, natural disasters that we might face. And so it's wise to be prepared, amen. It's wise when we, when we see uh, evil approaching um, to, to make sure we, we take care of our family, to make sure uh, we're, we're set up um, uh, to continue to fulfill God's will for our life. But we shouldn't be afraid. We shouldn't be in fear. We should definitely not panic because we know how the last chapters are already written. Amen? Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 Thank you, brother. <laughs> and so that's why we go to the book of Revelation. Um, there in chapter 6. Revelation chapter 6. And while you turn there, I, I'm going to read to you Romans 1, verse 18. Because you know, as we look at this, we may wonder, well, what is God so mad at? And he says, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. The creator is clearly seen in the beautiful world around us. I mean, you just look around you in springtime, amen? Amen. I don't have enough faith to think that this just happened accidentally. Just for no good reason whatsoever. I I just don't have enough faith for that. (laughs) Um, And the creator can clearly be seen in his work. And therefore deserves to be worshipped. And uh, um, uh, uh, our submission. Uh, Revelation chapter 6 Again, in verse 17, it says, For the great day of his wrath has come, and who shall be able to stand? But I want to go back to verse 1 in Revelation chapter 6, verse 1. And I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder, one of the four beasts saying, Come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat on him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering, and to conquer When he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, come and see. And we continue to see here, one after another, the seven seal judgments. All right. And so these are these are a segment, so to speak, of a specific type of judgments that God gives us in this this revelation, this vision through the Apostle John of what the future will hold. All right. And so the first one is the uh, rider on the white horse. And so with each seal that is being broken open, another one of God's judgment is being poured upon the earth. Now, the interesting thing is about this rider on the white horse, we would maybe immediately think, oh, this must be Jesus, right? Well, wrong, (laughs) Um, and there are several indicators uh, uh, of that, and specifically that he's going forth uh, uh, with a bow that doesn't seem to have an arrow, and he's conquering the all the nations of the world and taking dominion over it. And quite frankly, we once again see how uncreative the devil is so many times. <laughs> The best he can come up with constantly is to just do the counterfeit of Jesus, to, to, to go ahead and try to put up some kind of fake Jesus and be a deceiver. And of course, we see here the Antichrist rise to power and in particular his rise to political power and world denomination. And as I said, we'll, we'll uh, look into a lot of these things more in detail. Today, today we just give the, the list a quick overview, all right? <clears throat> I was expecting you to laugh at the word quick, but anyways, um, <laughs> if you know me, amen, uh, I try my best. The second uh, rider is on a red horse, and we see that he sheds a lot of blood, and, and he um, makes war, and so he's Uh, having military power. Again, this is in reference, uh, we believe, to the Antichrist, the uh, coming world ruler um, of uh, wickedness. Then we see a black horse when the third seal is opened there in verses 5 and 6, and we see that that results in a great famine, and how the Antichrist pulls on the economic control of the world economies To himself. Don't ever let a good crisis go to waste, as the saying goes, right? (laughs) Um, And you know what? That's where already we see the spirit of Antichrist in our present world leaders. In my mind, there's no question about that, folks. Amen. And um, then we see the pale horse, um, which signifies death through sword, hunger, Uh, beasts and possibly diseases there in verses seven and eight. And all of that accumulates in the fifth seal judgment, which is um, the martyrs, the saints of Jesus Christ, who will be killed for their testimony, for their faith in Jesus. And... um, Then we go on to see the second seal, number six, where we see a whole list of changes in nature that happens as that judgment is that seal is being broken open upon the earth, and we see there an earthquake, we see uh, the darkening of the sun, we see a bloody moon, which by the way, is, is not just your standard blood moon, you know as we see it every once in a while. Um, uh, this is uh, uh, I believe some um, extraordinary um, events happening in, in, in our universe, in space, and, and um, that, that, that can be initiated by God using natural forces. And uh, some of this is definitely also of supernatural origin. And God can do that. Last time I checked, yeah. amen, because he's God. <laughs> he created everything. You know, like, where, where do the laws of nature and physics are coming from? There are stars and moon and sun and everything are rotating by. Well, God made them. <laughs> he put things there. Amen. And, you know, what? if he wants to change something, if he removes his finger just a little bit, I mean, things will topple real fast. Amen. Um, and that's what we see there with uh, uh, falling stars, you know, which very well could refer to meteors um, uh, uh, pummeling the earth we see how basically the heavens are unrolling; the forces of, um, uh, uh, of the, the, the uh, planets and stars and so forth and the universe around us are out of whack and collapsing. And, of course, that brings a, a, a lot of changes on Earth as well. I mean, just if, if the distance between the Earth and the moon, for example, which has changed by a few inches, It would have drastic effects upon everything in nature. Um, And so we see the mountains and islands are being moved. And um, we see the uh, the wrath of the Lamb presented there and, and explained. He says it is come. So all of this in this and the following chapters is described as the wrath, the judgment of the Lamb of God, of Jesus Christ. And then I want to look into chapter 8, verse 1, chapter 8, verse 1, where we see a really peculiar, very interesting judgment there. It says in chapter 8, verse 1, and when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of half an hour. I find this very interesting. We're not given all the exact details how this is going to look like, um, but it's just very, very interesting to note. And the silence is literally the, the quietness before the storm, so to speak. Amen. Because with the seven trumpet judgments, we're really getting going here. <laughs> and, and God is cleaning up the wickedness on earth. And boy, howdy, how that is needed. Amen. And you know what? I'm just thankful. <laughs> I deserve to be under that wrath. You do. We all do it's only by the mercy of God that we won't, amen? If you're saved this morning, and all of us can be, and the Bible says very clearly that we are, uh, can and we ought to know that we believe on the only begotten Son of God there in 1 John 5, 13. We thank God for peace with God in heaven and the forgiveness of our unrighteousness, amen? After all, <laughs> You know, we, we usually fare pretty good when we compare ourselves with other people, right? Well, but once we stand up against God's standard, poof, good night. <laughs> I remember uh, I was witnessing to someone at the door here, uh, just, just not far up the street, actually. And they were saying, uh, oh, you know, I was explaining the gospel to them a little bit and, and gave him some illustrations of God's standard. And he's like, well, that's ridiculous. How can God be so you know, picky? I mean, is—I mean, nobody's getting even close to that perfection. I'm like, duh, that's the whole point, amen? That's why we need his help. That's why we need uh, 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 him to reach out from the outside in, so to speak, and save us, amen, and throw that lifeline to us. Um, and what, to God, everyone who hears that gospel would receive it. So, starting there in Revelation chapter eight, verses six and seven, we see the seven trumpet judgments, and each time one of those seven angels described there blow a trumpet, another judgment comes upon the earth. And so, the first trumpet is blown, and we see hail and fire and blood being poured on the earth, and we see a lot of burning up of trees and grass. You know, sometimes I have to almost chuckle a little bit. You know, of course, God wants us to be responsible and take the best care of His creation that we can. But the fact of the matter is, I mean, if you're freaked out and scared crazy by um, sneezing I mean by uh, amen, bless your brother, by uh, climate change, you know, like you've obviously haven't read the Bible or you don't believe it. Because the fact of the matter is climate change will be a funny joke compared to what God's going to bring up on this earth. That's right. Amen. Yeah. And, um, and you know, it's sad to see some of these young, precious souls just completely, you know, stern crazy. And, and you know, chaining themselves onto rail cars and, and and you know, tennis courts and anything else in the world. Because they literally believe their world is going to end in like, you know, a couple of years or a thousand days or whatever. And I'm like... That is so sad that, 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 is, <laughs> that, that a young mind could be so twisted because the fact of the matter is our concern should be infinitely more for the judgment that God will bring upon this earth. I'm not saying, you know, go, go, uh, go and destroy everything that God created <laughs> necessarily. But what I am saying is I worry there's much bigger concerns we ought to have. Amen. And that is where am I standing uh, before the judgment of God? And there's only one place to stand upon, and that is behind Jesus Christ and His righteousness. Amen? Amen? Amen. amen. All right. Okay. It's all right to say amen in church, right? if it's the truth. Um, they do that in the Bible, by the way. Did you know that? Yeah. The Old and New Testament. So it's, it's not something weird to do for Baptists. You know, it's all right. Amen. <laughs> all right. Um, where are we at? Number two, second trumpet. One-third of the sea will turn to blood, and obviously um, that kills a lot of uh, uh, animals in uh, the ocean as well, and a lot of ships are being wrecked and so forth. And, um, you know, we're not exactly explaining how that will all happen. And to be honest with you, at some point in these judge- list of judgments, it almost really doesn't matter, <laughs> you know, because the fact that it matters, it gets so bad. I mean, it, it's irrelevant how God is going to do that. The fact that it matters that He's planning to do it ought to give us you know, uh, 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 enough to think about that uh, we want to make sure that we are on the Lord's side. Um, And thank God we can, amen? There has to be no doubt whatsoever, because our confidence is in Jesus Christ, not our own. Uh, Number three, the third trumpet is, a third of the rivers will be poisoned, and many men will die from it, it says, and um, you know, I mean, it's 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 hard to imagine. I mean, all the rivers of the earth, a third of them. Then number four, we see one third um, of the uh, um, celestial bodies. You know, the the sun, moon, and stars, and so forth, will be darkened. And um, uh, you know how that's going to affect everything uh, in our economy, in, in 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 nature. I mean, it's just hard to imagine. And and you know what? Again and again and again, we find through these chapters, Revelation 6 to 9, uh, 19, how it says again and again and again, and yet they did not repent. And yet they did not acknowledge God, and yet they still gnashed with their teeth against them. That's right. And, you know, I mean, obviously, we can't be God, and we never will be, but, you know, sometimes if we were to put ourselves into his shoes, so to speak, it's like, You wonder, as he's sitting up there, it's like, well, goodness gracious, what else do I have to do to get you guys' attention? Amen. And to to impart to you this little, tiny little bit of wisdom that you are not above God Almighty and it would be smart for you to submit to Him. And no, no. Um, And so he has to continue to try to call upon them through his judgments. Um, And so number five, we see the first of what is called those three woes, all right, that will be brought upon the earth. And the first one is how a whole slew of demons will be let loose upon the earth for about five months and will torment mankind. And um, again, this is hard to even imagine, Um, and yet... um, that is how God will judge the earth. Then the second trumpet is the excuse me, the sixth trumpet is the second woe, and then we find about two hundred million and uh, an in, in army that that could be possibly you know controlled there um, by demons as, as well that will slew one third of mankind. <clears throat> do, you, do you recognize which which uh, army this is? I don't know, <laughs> but. What's this the sixth trumpet, yes we we're, we're already there no, this is in the future that is uh that is after the uh the first three and a half years of the tribulation, yeah, yeah, no, this is just random pictures, this is not exactly how it's gonna look like, all right, yeah oh yeah yeah the 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 judgment the trumpet judgments, yeah, um, but it can come up very fast, Amen. And again, you know, let's not be fooled. You know, it's like, oh, well, we don't have to worry about it. We'll be raptured out. Well, but we very well might experience a lot of the preparations for it, all right? And, and we ought to be on guard and warn mankind as long as we possibly can, all right? Now, 200 million army, it's, that is absolutely astounding. And, um, you know, yet there are a few nations that, you know, even today could probably muster up on that. So, um, number seven. Uh, is uh vote number three and that is um <clears throat> several different preparations for christ 's kingdom and uh, and <clears throat> says there how he will take the power of the earth upon himself and um we, we see the, th- uh, the thunder and lightning and so forth uh in uh, uh or uh, above the temple in heaven and then it goes on to the seven thunder judgments all right so we have the um Seven seal judgments, we have the seven trumpet judgments, and then we have the seven thunder judgments. Now those are very interesting because even though uh, John is being shown what that is, um, the uh, uh, angel of God, the Holy Spirit, uh, tells them to not write about it. That is a mystery, a secret that for whatever reason God chosen not to give us details about. And you know what He can do that because it's his word, amen? <laughs> it's his revelation. And guess what? If he thinks we don't need to know it, then we don't need to know it, all right? We just got to trust him. Um, and so there's a little bit of suspense left, amen, how exactly that uh, will uh, look like. But there's seven uh, of what is called the thunder judgments. <clears throat> and of course, I will, as always, I'll, I, I want to refuse to go beyond anything that the Bible does actually tell us, all right? And then we finally have the seven vile judgments. And and a vile, of course, is is another word for a bowl, right? And uh, those, again, will be poured out one after another uh, as judgments upon the earth. That we see starting there in Revelation chapter 15, all right? And so, well, uh, as we look at those... Uh, in in a little more detail and explain them more, uh, we'll go through some of those verses, all right? As I mentioned this morning, we just want to give the broad overview. The first wild judgment is grievous sores, grievous sores on men. And again, you know, we certainly have already some foretastes of that already today. Um, Number two, we see how not just the third, but now all the sea, all the oceans of the earth will be turned to blood and Every living thing in the sea will die. Can you imagine the stink, human, <laughs> And the disease and whatnot, all that will cause. And, um, and we find the rivers will be turned to blood as well. And um, how does God do that? I don't know. But it certainly is reminiscent of the plagues He brought upon Egypt, isn't it? And... Um, did Egypt listen did Pharaoh bow to the king of kings nope, nope. <laughs> and it's sad you know like i said it's like god may be wondering well he isn't wondering but you know it's almost like like well what else do i need to do to you guys you know and no we won't listen we won't bow uh, as far as the majority of mankind is concerned sadly it's all due to man's old pride i don't need god uh, number four, uh, we find a great heat scorching uh, the earth and, and with great fire. And so that's uh, uh, the fourth vial there being poured out. Um, and again, like this must be a really intense time that, that this is all happening within seven or, well, pretty much three and a half years, right? <laughs> uh, I mean, what a wild time to be on earth. Um and then we find the fifth while that is poured out, and that is a darkness that is exceedingly painful uh, for mankind. And yet they will gnash with their teeth, it says, and they will still refuse to bow uh, to the King of Kings. Let's um, uh, let, let's go to Revelation sixteen verse nine. I, I want to read those couple verses there. Revelation sixteen verse nine. And men were scorched with great heat and blasphemed the name of God, which hath power over these plagues. And they repented not to give him glory. And the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the uh, seed of the beast, and his kingdom was full of darkness, and they gnawed their tongues for pain and blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores and repented not of their deeds." You know, in Philippians chapter 2, the Bible says that one day every knee will bow before Jesus Christ, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And um, as a preacher of old once said, you know, you will either bow voluntarily before Jesus as your king today, or one day your knees will, so to speak, be broken before him, and you will still bow. (laughs) And that's a good thing, because Jesus Christ is a good God, and it's a wise thing to accept him as our Lord already now. I'm glad we have a Father in Heaven, folks. Because, you know, some people may want to take these scriptures and say, you see, God is just, you know, like a big old tour up there, you know, just trying to, you know, smash earth and and flick great, uh, you know, torment upon mankind in his wrath. And the fact of the matter is like, um... Did you look at history? I mean, what, you know, six, seven thousand years of patience? Yeah. I mean, I don't know how long your patience is, but God's is definitely longer. amen. <laughs> and, and, you know, thousands of years of a chance to turn this around. Thousands of years of an opportunity for each and every one of uh, 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 us human beings that are alive with an eternal soul to take that way of escape, to take that opportunity of salvation and Yet The great majority refuse. Um, let me finish this up here because we're out of time. Uh, the sixth mile is where the Euphrates dries up, and uh, it, it, it because of that makes a passage for a great army that comes from the east. You see, the east from where? Very easy, Israel. And well, once again, as as always in, in, in Bible prophecy, Israel is the focus and the center. Uh, from where these prophecies relate to, all right? Because um, that is according to God's plan and promises to them. And that goes all the way back to, to, to the book of Deuteronomy. This ho- their whole history is being already described and summarized there by Moses. And then we have the uh, seventh vial, which will be an exceeding great judgment uh, with a great earthquake and from what somebody calculated up to a hundred pound heavy Hailstones, <laughs> amen. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure the Egyptians had a tough time when, when God sent them hail as one of the plagues. But I mean, this is this is pretty pretty uh, um, severe. And that, will this change man's mind? And they're like, oh man, you know what? Maybe God is bigger than, stronger than us. Sure enough, it won't. Now, there's a whole bunch of other specific judgments as well, uh, you know, upon uh, the religious system of Babylon, the economic uh, 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 world system, also called Babylon, and upon the Antichrist's false prophet, and all these different things. Um, and of course, you know, that final battle of Armageddon there uh, before Jerusalem and so forth. <clears throat> but these are the, uh, the specific lists of, of judgments as as far as the, the wrath of God being poured out upon this earth in order to bring the nations to repentance and to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and in order to bring justice. God is a righteous God. You know, I, um, God loves good. And that's why he has to hate the bad. Um, you know, I, I, I give you an example um, and, you know, understand that this may be, may be a little bit emotionally or politically charged for some, but the fact of the Scriptures are clear, I think. And, you know, I love children. And that is one reason why I hate it when people... Do violence to children, right? Whether it's a pedophile abuser, whether it's you know, abortion in the womb, whatever it may be. And you know, similarly, God loves righteousness and goodness, and that is why he needs to stand up against the wickedness of the earth that has lasted for thousands of years now. Now, you and I, though, how should we react? Be afraid of the future? Scared of what might happen? No, and that's where I want to conclude in um, John chapter 16, verse 33. John 16, verse 33. These things have I spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Amen? And that's where in John 14, 26, he encourages us and says, Peace I leave with you. And that's specifically talking to those that are his followers, amen? Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth. (laughs) The world will make you all sorts of false promises. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. neither let it be afraid, amen? Don't be afraid, Jesus says. And um, so praise the Lord for the good God that we serve, amen? And... um, even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Amen. Let's bow in prayer together this morning. Dear Father, I want to thank you uh, for this quick overview of, Lord, how you will right all the, the wrongs and how you will set things straight on earth. And, and Lord, it, it is a, an awesome thought to consider of what you're capable of and what you've promised to do. But Father, I pray that as we look around us, that many more Precious souls, Lord, would rather turn to you. And uh, Lord, we thank you that you're a loving and a merciful God. Lord, that is so uh, um, long-suffering and patient. Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And Father, that is our prayer and desire as well. Help us to be faithful gospel witnesses. Help us to be vigilant and a guard, Lord, until the day that you come back for us. We love your Father and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, once again, thank you for coming to our Sunday school. We'll uh, take a little bit of a break and then begin our morning service.